What's up, everyone? We're back on another episode of the Philly Pat Project, and this is part two of our slasher conversation for this Halloween edition. I am joined by our good friend Josh. What's going on? And uh, yeah, and uh, Brooks uh, hanging with the baby, so she stepped out of this one. Um, but me and Josh wanted to continue with the slashers. There's so many to talk about. Um, and, uh, you know, um, Josh going to lead us off yeah, as so we uh, uh, watch this Eagles game for all the Philly sports fans. It's a slow start, but, uh, you know, it's a nice... See how, see how it goes. See how it goes. Um, so, yeah. So, we, my list is going to be pretty much chronological as far as okay when things have come out. The first one, and and everything on this list is going to be things that you have, and I've taken off all the ones that were, were both of us that we had. But yeah, yeah. First one I have on here is Psycho. It's really the it's it's the it, most iconic. Yeah, I mean, it's technically slasher. like the next one that I mentioned is really what quote unquote qualifies as the first slasher. Right. But Psycho really put all that into into yeah, play. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know the whole like mystery of who's the killer and yeah, these people are. I mean, there's not a, a huge I, body count by any means, but no, no, but it's still like who's the killer and you know, it's first of all, it's, it's Alfred Hitchcock. One, it's at one singular location. Yeah, and I mean, know. for me, Psycho is like first of all, and I only count the original, but. Um, First of all, it's Alfred Hitchcock, who is the master of suspense, right? Um, so it's definitely got a lot of suspense. Um, it was the first movie that I ever seen where the main character died before we even got halfway through the movie. Yeah, it sets it up um, to where you think that she's going to be the And it's more about the, the mystery girl. of yeah. them, like, figuring out why this person died, right? Like, you know, like, I think it was like she stole some she money. Stole money. Stole money and she's on the run and everything and they're going to track her down but they stumble upon the fact that she's been brutally murdered. Um, and it also has one of the biggest twists in slasher or just any genre but, you know, in the slasher genre. That was with, the first big, like, big twist ending as far as, like, killer. Like, yeah. a killer is concerned. Plus, I think Anthony Perkins put on an outstanding performance. You know, um, as Norman Bates, yeah. and I think it really dived into the. So it, it, it's it's definitely a slasher. It's definitely the mystery, but it's also like the psychological There's, aspects because yeah. the twist is like it's kind of the best of both worlds in that. Exactly. You know, it's yeah. like a psychological thriller mixed with a slasher movie almost. Yeah, and for me, like it's the first slasher that I would qualify as a slasher. As a slasher, yeah. Um, it's also monumental that it's set up so many beautiful things. Um, it's quoted in some of the self-awareness uh, films we talked about. And there's also, like, you could see the homage that a lot of films want to make to that and the respect that Psycho has commanded in the horror genre. Like, you have to appreciate that. Um, it, might have, it might have the most iconic kill of all time. Yeah, the shower, the shower scene, scene, which... What did we learn last week? It was the first toilet on screen. <laughs> and so, it's also a movie that all the violence is mostly implied. You actually never see, like, flesh being punctured, ever. Yeah. Or any slash, you see nothing. And you sort. really, until the end, like, you really think that it's the mom. Like, you really think the mom is up and moving and about. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it's just a, tw a twist... The, you know, the twist being that it's a split personality created by the abuse that he suffered and how he chose to channel that and how, you know, once he once once his mom, you know, like how it split him and, yeah. and what kind of led to who he is. They and, do dive into that more in the sequels, which are nowhere near as no, good. No, not at all. Um, but they're not awful. Mm -mm. They're not awful. They're not awful. They're just not like... It's kind of like, how would I put it? It's kind of like Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, you can appreciate the sequels for, like, what they were. Yeah. But, like, only, for me, only the original is one that really is worth. Well, it's like you have different it. directors for, you know what I mean? You it's do. similar to that franchise where it's, like, different directors are directing And, and different I think it got a bad taste in its mouth just 
personally for me, I didn't like the remake with Vince Vaughn. Like, it's that's literally a shot for shot remake. Literally, it is a shot. It's, for it's shot. one of the but, only movies that it, that exists that's literally every single shot is the same. It is the same. It's just not even anywhere close to no. the to to the masterpiece. Fucking the first one is. I mean, Vince Vaughn is you know he's he's a good actor, but he he. I mean, you're going up against Anthony Perkins and what he put on. You won't on. hold a candle you, to Perkins. You, you can't. But I agree, man. Psycho is definitely um, definitely a slasher that has to be talked about. Yeah. And that's in the, the, the mystery aspect of Some Psycho, of the first mystery. Yeah. You know. Sets that like, formula. And it doesn't get dived into as much in some slashers. No, it doesn't. it starts there. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like, like you said, you know, like um, the sequels talk about it a little bit more and dive into that a little bit more. Um, but there's almost really no motive other than that, like, he's just got a split personality. He's fucking crazy. Yeah. But the fact that he, like, there's really no talked about motive. Motives are incidental. Motives, motives aren't important. Yeah, I, just, I don't know if it gets talked about in the original cycle. No, it really doesn't. I know that. It really comes from his mom being protective of him. Yeah, being sure. Like and Bates Motel, him by the way, type of thing. And Bates Motel, by the way, is, oh, is yeah, like that's that's what you go to. Like you could skip all the sequels and just go to that, yeah, and yeah. that will absolutely give yes. you everything you need uh, to know. Yeah. And it's done beautifully. Um, so, got a nod out. So yeah, to that. definitely Psycho. And then I'd follow that up with what's what's uh, considered the first slasher ever a few years before Halloween, uh, Black Christmas. Yeah, um, so I I actually and 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 kind of like what we talked about in the in part one, you know, um, it's not a requel, it's an actual remake. Um, but I like the remake too. Um, I do. I have a guilty pleasure. I with do. That. I have a guilty it, pleasure it, for it, it because it of the gets cast. A lot of hate. Yeah, it gets a lot of hate in it the does. community. But, but, you know, obviously I'm pretty I sure... I love the kills. Though, yeah, oh, man. yeah, yeah. It's definitely creative. But obviously the point of this is 1974, right? And I, I think that, like, so... So it's funny you mention that. There's a guilty, campy love for, this, for the remake. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously, you know, like, it's a cool cast and, you know... Dude, they're so hot. Yeah. The, uh, the cast is so hot. <laughs> right, so... But no, like, you, you, you're like, okay, I'm invested. I'll watch it, you know... Um, the original is just creepy. It's much more darker. It's much more creepy. It doesn't rely on like the humor or campiness. It is like it moves a pretty brutal. slow. It it moves slow, and it's not as but it works to its favor. It does. It works to its favor. You um, uh, and you. It's another one where like there's this mystery of like who is the killer and why are they doing this, and it never really gets. It never really gets dove into too deep. It doesn't. It doesn't overdo it. It doesn't. It doesn't try to complicate complicate the story. Um, but it also talking about Scream, talking about the Watcher. You kind of know who the killer is, and it's kind of in your face because they're named and talked about, and, and a little bit of their backstory is mentioned. But you kind of are playing a mystery game like are they going that route is that what they're doing and then takes you away from it for just enough to bring you back and like hit you in that like obvious face kind of way you know and yeah. and it worked it worked um it's the first movie that does the the killer was inside the house the whole time before when a stranger calls happened yes uh, you, you, pretty know, much, you pretty much said it, yeah. And, he, and he's using the phone, and he's calling him, and he's saying all this weird shit. This and this was way before, which is why, like, know. the remake was done differently in that way. But like with the original Black Christmas, there's also that psychological torment element mm -hmm. that's just done a little bit better. Um, and also, and I'd probably have to rewatch them, but yeah, they're they're cool to look at. They're good looking actresses. I don't give a shit about any of them. No. But I do care about the original. I did care about the original. Like, the original, so. like, I, I think there was just a little bit, bit more of an emotional development from those characters. You know what I mean? They're not there just for looks or kills. Like, no. They're there to serve a, 
a storyline. And that's not disrespecting the, the remake in any way. That's just saying when you compare the two that I found that I found more character development and emotional attachment with the original. Yeah. Um, which is, again, you know, like... And I love Margot Kid Kid uh, Kidder's character, absolutely. The alcoholic in the original one, yeah, absolutely. Oh my god, um, hilarious! Yeah, yeah, and that was enough humor. But again, you know, it was much more toned in in a dark way that it needed to to like, especially because like it's holding a candle to like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like that had come out around the same time. Yeah, and, a couple years later. You know what I mean? Like it's comparing to like what and back then like it was much more grindhouse it was much more creepy psychological it was much more you know um tense in that way um and i i do think that that's why they did it you know yeah. in the way that they did another thing about black christmas the original one it popularized the killer pov now it's not the first time, no, it's by not. any means, no. But it was like it's when that became popular in slashers to see the killer POV. It, it it did, and I like that because um, an honorable mention um, that I have is Maniac. Yeah, that's my honorable mention. As you well. know, yeah. um, that was like all point of view of the killer, um, which is absolutely. And I think the remake's a little bit better. Just because well, the I'm, remake is more of the killer POV. The original has that, but the yeah. remake is like almost all and, movies. And like I like that. them both. I like them both. I do think, because I've seen both, that's one more the remake. Kind of like with how I feel about the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I do think the remake's a little bit stronger. Um, and I think it's just because it picked up, like like you said, you know, like the original, there was touches of the point of view, but it wasn't all point of view the remake was like strictly all point of view of the killer and you barely and ever it, see that and that was one of the big things that brought me to that like not only am i like okay this is a remake i'm interested i know what the story is but the way they filmed it is completely different so that attracted me because i'm also seen the a fan i think he's underrated dude um elijah was a man exactly like he is a very underrated great actor he knows and, horror too and he does he and and he's actually been in a lot of horror um it's actually and it's not a slasher but he's in one of my favorite horror movies and favorite campy sci-fi horror movies in the faculty like he was great oh i forgot he was even in he that he was dude. in that so was josh hart no, speaking yeah, we were just yeah. speaking to him but like uh yeah man i mean they they know it and uh it was it was a good movie um um oh an another thing uh Black Christmas that that also was doing like the whole ho like holiday angle, like that got popular. You know? Yeah, yeah. So so slashers. so what do we got now? We've had Black Christmas, we've had Halloween, we've had Friday the Thirteenth. Now we're getting Thanksgiving, which I'm sure will be in a future installment. But we're we're touching on the uh, and they and they did Krampus, and that's not slasher, mm -hmm. but just for slasher, we right. now have just a literally. Like every fucking holiday that, in some way, shape, or form, or season has yes. been touched on. And that brings me into the next one, uh, My Bloody Valentine. Are we talking about the... The original one. Okay, okay. The remake um, is garbage. <laughs> I fucking hated it. Because, I yeah, yeah. Bec because the original one I hold in my heart so close that fair. Like, I That's can't... fair. I could watch the remake and like laugh at the campiness like, yeah i don't ever take it seriously i have only seen the original once or twice um but it is so much darker uh it is so much more again just like with black christmas um at least in comparison to how i felt about the original with black christmas you know my bloody valentine the original character development emotional attachment and it's actually for that time period one of the most suspenseful movies in that genre at that time. Yeah. There was a lot of suspense. And it was some of the best characterization uh, as far as early slashers yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Like diving into who these characters are and not spending as much time with kills. Now, that's definitely a part of the movie, but they, they spend a good half hour, 40 minutes just building up this and, community of characters. And I want to I want to say too just to to comment on the kills, man. Um I think it's important to mention because it's it's kind of it's kind of rare when you think about remakes and like technology and stuff. 
But yeah, they did the whole 3D thing, which yeah, that that I didn't like that or whatever. I didn't even watch it in 3D. But oh, like, I, saw, I saw it in the theater in three with 3D glasses. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've seen it both ways, but like, it, whatever. Um, no, like, there's definitely gore in the remake. In the but, remake, yeah. But but here's the thing, the kills were creative and brutal in the first one. That when you think about it, like yeah, Black Christmas did it a little bit. The original Texas Chainsaw is not as bloody or gory. Um, it's actually like, ah, go Eagles, way to score. Sorry. Um, I, I think the kills are better in the original because, I mean, we're talking like early eighties, like like like. And there was there, wow. there was a huge wow. censorship issue when the movie and they came got out. that made and but a, a lot got cut and re only it only recently got put back on to like physical yeah. media where we could see the way it was intended sure a couple years ago yeah you know and that's the thing is like one of the times we that finally I, saw the uncut version so I've seen years it years later right so the two times I've seen it is is the original theatrical release and and what they did with uh, what they intended and it's like. You know, for that time period, dude, that's actually really brutal. Much more brutal, to be honest with you. Because if you take away the gore and all that, the just the core idea of how these people were killed in the original, to me, is like fucking dude, rough. The, just the mining rough. outfit, dude. Like, it's, rough. it's sick, dude. The yeah. mining outfit, like the old school mining outfit with the pickaxe, man. In the mine, like that's a very creepy thing. Like the finale is they go down there in the dark and they're like... You know, they had, like, this party, but they're doing, like, this after-party thing in the mine. And, you know, it, there's, like, this love triangle where it's, like, the one main character had left and came back. And yep. then, but the other guy that he was friends with stayed there. He's with his girl now. So yeah. there's that whole dynamic. Yeah. There's a lot going on. It's, it's, it's more than just a normal slasher movie. It is. You know? um, and that's why, yeah, I mean, it's... it's uh... It's definitely a classic, and it has a you know a good cult following for a reason, you know. Um, uh, and then a couple years later, so that was eighty one. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, same year, eighty one, the burning, which basically was made. It's it's almost a Friday the Thirteenth ripoff. Okay. Um, but because it happens at a camp, it's with a bunch of kids and stuff. But what I really, really like about The Burning is not only the, the kills and the special effects are amazing because Tom Savini did it, but the the kids are all kids. Like at this camp, like they're not te like they're not like people yeah. that are in their twenties playing teenagers. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they're all kids. They're all teenagers, and you can tell. And yeah. you like barely ever see that, or you sure. can just tell that they are the age they are. I'm gonna. I have not seen it. Yeah, I've not seen the burning, so this this appeals to me. And this the is good. the characterization in, I, I I might I might be hard pressed to say that the burning has some of the best characterization I've seen in any slasher movie. Because hmm. it's like this tight knit group group of kids, and you just see them kind of like fucking off and doing just daily stuff for a while. You know, wow. like they're just at camp, like they're like doing like team building. Uh, things you know like you really like you get to know the characters so, before people start getting killed you know? so it might be on your list and if it is we'll we'll, we'll, we'll touch on it again um this kind of gives me vibes or maybe that's where they got some of the influence too um of the fear street yes so you know i think the first two are much more slasher based the third one yes the third one has some slasher in the second part but it's more of a you know to wrap but that's more of the reveal and everything that's been going on but the first one is definitely you know a slasher in itself and the and with uh 78 which is all about like friday the 13th style you know uh it's like a direct like you know homage and everything yeah kids were killed yes like brutally killed and like that it's probably the first time I've seen it done that way. So I guess it's the a similar. Is kind of, it's a similar okay. concept, yeah, yeah, yeah. but done uh, literally right after the year after Friday the Thirteenth came out. They're like, we're going to capitalize on the success of Friday the Thirteenth. Sure. And they just did a very similar slasher movie with just a different killer and different. And that's the camp cool, counselors, you and know. Stuff, and that's you know? the cool part of slashers too, man. Is like you know, outside of the ones that like you know, either revitalized or, like, were the original, uh, you know, contributors to the slasher genre. 
you know, we, we've talked about probably like 30 movies at this point, and they're all good for their own reasons. They're all using similar formulas, but they're all different. And that's the creativity that goes into slashers. And, you know, the ability to like, you can either focus on campy kills or you can focus on the characterization. And that's like really cool, man. Um, really, yeah, so really yeah, cool. definitely check that out whenever you get the chance yeah i definitely uh, will it's definitely one of my favorite I think that's the most fun i've had over the last couple episodes is like what i haven't seen despite having so many movies under my belt mm -hmm. knowledge is that there's still something out there i need to say you know um which is super cool so um, i that and then they, they, you might not have seen these this is uh Dario Argento made both of these movies. Who's an Italian? Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I'm familiar with. Him. I'm familiar with. Him. And uh, they, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of different directors that have done uh, Jallo films in Italy. But he's like the what we consider like the king of Jallo, next to Mario Bava. Okay. Um, and his two strongest films are Tenebrae and Deep Red, and both are very slasher esque in the sense that there's a very big emphasis on. The kill scenes, the who done it, you know, trying yeah, to point really... fingers at different people, like. But there's a lot, like, there's always a mystery involved in slashers. But this is like, it almost becomes like the main character is kind of like a detective in a way. Like that's kind of how these jallos go. Is the main character like witnesses a murder or finds out about it, and they become involved in some way, and then they're kind of like trying to figure out the case, whether yeah. it be with someone else or with the cops or whatever. But basically, it's like them trying to figure out the case, but then people are getting killed all around them. Um, and yeah, Tenebrae and Deep Red are both very, very good jallos. Um, to an American audience, it might seem a little bit corny. Or, you know what I mean? Like, there's a there's a huge culture difference in what they thought was, like, See, I'm good actually, at the time. You know what I mean? In film, sure. like, you'll see the way they act, and you'll be like, dude, what are these fucking people? Sure, you sure, know, just because sure. the culture is different. Yeah, um, we we just uh, you just put me onto that movie, um, Speak No Evil, and yeah. it was like I couldn't. Fantastic film and shocking, um, and kind of, and kind of a slasher in its own right. But it's like, why are you? And that's just how they are. Yeah. Like they're just so trusting. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if I've seen that. I've I've seen some of his films, and I've seen some clips of like how he films and. You know, I've been I've become familiar with him with independent film studies and everything, and I do like that he has his own ways of capturing shots. Yes, um, that is a specialty that always stands out with his films. Um, Cinematography had, is a big, and and he has a very very good way of, even though because of the culture differences, you're questioning some of the character decisions. You're still like rooting for the characters, um. You and and there's a strong mystery behind it because, from what the works I have seen, and maybe they're the same way, um, which might be like a way that he likes to do his his films is like, it's almost to like the last scene or two that you really even know who the killer. Is. No, it's you literally find out typically like five minutes before the movie ends. Yeah, like who the it, killer up is. until the point, like they really keep you guessing, like. You don't get 30-minute monologues. You don't get 30 minutes of time with the reveal. Like, you get, like, that last quick shot of, like, it was me. You know what I mean? Which has ended in, you know, not, like, the killer a lot of times getting away with it. Almost, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. it was me. You know, which kind of reminds me of an honorable mention in Valentine. Where, like, the guy... You know, was dating the girl. He is the one who was bullied. He did do that reconstructive surgery. He found them all. He infiltrated them. He got them back as revenge, a very simple concept to why he's attacking them. But you find out the very last shot. You get the confirmation that the boyfriend is the killer. Um, and he gets away with it. It's I don't, pinned know, if, on I don't know if I've seen that. You said it's called Valentine? Valentine. So it's very campy. It's not like, you know, it's a good cast. Good looking actresses, all that good stuff. Uh, it's not a movie to like go in and get the strongest plot or even the strongest character development. But what you do get is like, like I said, an homage to where like you find out who the killer is, like in the last shot, and the killer gets away with it. Like there's no capture or kill for him, um, and it and, and it was cool. It was different. It was like 
oh shit, you know what I mean? Because a lot of the slashers end up with, you know, the killer being killed or defeated or whatever, and that went completely different with this. It's one of the first movies I've seen before I became familiar with his, you know, um, with his work. It's a movie that I can kind of see some similarities. Yeah. Not as strong films, but some similarities. But yeah, it's, and then the other thing I'll say about Dario Argento is he uses music in it. Like he, I guess over there in the 70s and 80s, the music that was popular is a lot more like techno-y, you know? Yeah. So like a lot of the music yeah. you hear in his film is like techno-y. Personally, like, it's not, it's, I don't go into it's it. odd. Yeah, I don't you know? go into his films with like, it's not a score that I give a shit about or I'm it's, into. I mean, I like it. It's just I different. don't. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Like, I don't, but I don't go for him. You know what I mean? I'm not going and It's not a John Carpenter film where I expect, like, a really good score. I will it's say not... that the score of Suspiria is amazing. But. Yes. Yes. That's a, that, that's that might a, be. That's a different. It's a supernatural movie. It's it a is. different concept. It's but... a fantastic movie. Um, both of them, actually. Yeah. yeah. Those are. The remake cool. is amazing, too. It is. It is. Um, but, yeah. Um. And then we'll move into the 2000s. Um, I have High Tension. Fantastic film. French uh, slasher. It's actually what... It's actually the film that got me into, like, wanting to seek out, like, foreign films. Yes. And get into the... It was the, the first movie that got me into watching yeah, foreign films. Um, first of all, uh, the director, Alexander Aja, um, is one of the all-time great horror directors. Um, I love the fact that, like, it's campy, High Tension. But it's not funny. No. Like the kills, some of them are ridiculous. It's over the top. It's over the top. Um, as far as there the is some plot goes. holes that, you know, like. No, there is. There, there are some plot holes that you're like, how does this make sense when you get the reveal? Um, it is you gotta cool. You've got to suspend. You, ha you, you have to I mean? suspend like You have to suspend belief. your belief a little bit. You do um, to make it work for you, but, you know. But ultimately, I still think it's a really cool idea. No, it was a great idea. It was one of the first movies, maybe not the first movie that was done this way, but it was definitely one of the first movies that I saw because um, it came out in the early 2000s when I was getting into horror and slashers. It was one of the first films that, like, the killer is, like, you know, one of the main characters. Like where the, is the, the in this character. it is, like, but it's like it was one of those films where like I wasn't pinning her at all. At no, the, you know what I mean. Now no. again, when they show it to you, you start now. When you see it, when you now I've seen that movie a lot, and I've watched, and that was another reason why I want to go back and see it so many times. Is like, what did I miss? Right, right. So you can see all the different clues and shit. Um, I think there's a time. There's a couple different things, but there's a time where she goes into the boys' bathroom. Yep. And he goes into the girls first. She's not in there. She's yeah. Not, and he doesn't think about that. And it's yep. like, yeah, because it's fucking you, dummy. You know? I think... Uh, and then there's another time where he she takes the bullets out of the gun and drops the bullets out the window, but it's a girl's hand. It's not a guy's hand. No, there's clues, and, like, you could definitely pick up on it after seeing it first time, no. But I do think that why I like it and can get behind it and can spend, my, you know, d get rid of the disbelief factor um, when it comes to, like, how was it her? I think the reason why it holds a high regard for me is because despite it being over the top and despite it having those moments um the concept of obsessive love is brutal but also those last couple shots are fucking creepy and freaky yes. dude like they're it's like a, a it's a freaky disturbing hospital, dude. dude that face is fucking creepy bro She's just rocking, man. And, and then like, they can't see her in the window. And, she... and I've almost I've almost interpreted the movie, right, when it comes to, like, how I look past the disbelief of some of the plot hole on how that worked. My interpretation of the film was that, okay, so it's her. She killed the family. She wants to get her friend isolated. And, like, she's obsessive, obsessed no one else with can her. have you. You know, that, that suspect, that, that obsessive nature that led to her doing this what i like 
and and how I've interpreted the film is that with the guy who you think is the killer, but it's really her, was her trying to find it within herself to fight off that violent side of herself and having a battle with herself the whole movie. And that's why. And then completely just breaking down because she just couldn't get past the fact that she was too in love. And she murdered her whole family. So you're kind of all in it at this breaks point. breaks when she's outside. And she's on the swings and her friend is showering and she sees her in the window. Oh, yeah. She's trying to hold it off. That's when it breaks. Uh, that's when she goes inside and kills the whole family. She's like trying to hold this back, hold this back. She sees her naked and can't. Yeah. And, and I also think, too, like, I think the only real plot hole I have, like, just probably nitpicks, is just the weird scene where the male version of her, however you want to interpret it, is like yamming a decapitated head. Oh, in the beginning. Like, is she already a serial killer? And, like, she's just found a new victim and a new target? And no, a new none motive? of that happened. That's just, that's just in her head. That, that's just that in her head. Yeah. yeah, that's the only part where I was like, Why, where did this come in? It was, like, kind of unnecessary. And, like, I don't really, couldn't figure out where to put that. But everything else is, like... She's fighting herself the whole time. Like, she's trying to hold it back. And then, like you said, when you go back and watch it, you know what I mean? Like, I knew that she liked her friend. Yeah, you, you know can tell I mean? that she's like, interested I, I, in her. You could tell that she's has some curiosities and all that. But it didn't strike me. It did a good job in, like, not letting it on too much to where I'm like, oh, it's the friend doing this. Yeah, it didn't reveal it too much. You know early. what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think I knew until the fucking cameras pointed it out and it started piecing it together that i said huh okay and it did it really well so it, it gets high regard for that regardless of its little flaws it's overall yeah. a very good movie and then uh, this is like a hard to consider a slasher because it's not exactly but like you could almost say the saw series in a way could kind of be a slasher. No, uh, I would I would say that that's the case with the first one. I can agree with the first one. Um, the second one, the second one I can't because the focus is more on the house than it is with mm -hmm. with with John. Um, but I would say the first one would categorize that because. It's a person kidnapping people, putting them in situations that lead to death and, and very brutal death. Um, it's a mystery and you're trying to figure out who the killer is. Mm -hmm. And it also has one of the most shocking endings in horror with the whole like, I've been sitting on this floor the whole time. Like that's still sending shockwaves. Um I just think but the of it as like a mystery, similar like, like a, it it does yeah. it does the first one um well and like I would go back like if 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 a huge part of slasher movies is the kills and like I'm interested to see what they're doing creatively with that or how they're one upping whatever yeah, yeah if I'm going back continuously to these movies for the kills I see Saw similarly because of oh I go to slasher movies for a very similar thing yeah so I want to see what they're you know so in that sense well before the second third fourth one all that kind of focused more on the torture aspects and like you know it it, it became its own genre the whole you know um torture porn genre that it became the first one I went to go see it specifically because it had the seven psychological serial killer aspect to it in its marketing and i also wanted to see no one until the, that point was a serial killer who actually never physically touched anyone other than kidnapping them and putting them in it he never actually killed anyone physically so you know to me it stood out because it was like yeah guy who's getting getting these people marked up because of you know like finding ways for them to kill them. like that whole concept was appealing to me and 
that's why I want to go see, like you said, that's why I go see slashers. I want to know what yeah. the fuck the motive I just, is. And... Like, I don't see Saw as a slasher movie, but there is no, enough, there's enough, yeah. yeah, there's enough things that they have in common that I can see a web between it. You Absolutely. Know what I mean? Absolutely. So I, I bring it up for that reason. No, it's a good point to bring up. Um, and then we had uh, Cold Prey 1 and 2. Okay. Are 2006-2008. Exceptional. The best... uh, Some of the best foreign slashers. Okay. If we want to consider, like, high tension, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, especially the first one, though. Like, I would... It's almost like... Almost like a perfect slasher. Like, they do the characterizations very well. Like, you really feel strongly with these characters. The location's great. It's at this, like, old abandoned like ski lodge Mm -hmm. uh which it's cool to see a slasher in the snow you don't see that many slashers in the snow so that that whole concept the killer is is really cool he's like a dude in this huge like snow suit you know what i mean um and the, the 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 final girl is extremely strong very strong final girl and i would put her up there i mean next to like jamie lee curtis and uh, okay. Uh, Nave Campbell, you know, she's a very strong final girl in a very similar sense. Um, and the kills are awesome too. So, like, all that put together, I would say that the Cold Prey movies are some of the best, more modern slashers, at least like mid 2000s. Yeah. Um, ones I'd have to go check out. Um, you know, definitely all the things I would look for. I love seeing horror movies in snow. So that, regardless of the genre, yeah, that's always fun to see because you're going to get really good cinematography. Um, that kind of reminds me. It, I guess it would be a movie that's similar to like why you brought up Saw, but it just popped in my head. It was uh, Session Nine mm-hmm. in two thousand what six, and yeah, it's very psychological. There's like a creepy ghost kind of story kind of in it but really at the core of it it's the dude murking all these people and killing them like it's it's what a serial killer does he just snaps for whatever reason um and you don't get a very big motive there really is none no he just he just is in he just is inflicted with a momentary you know uh moment of insanity and and kills his family, his nephew, his friends. Um, but it's a hidden mystery to try to unravel everything. And it kind of, it has some, definitely has some slasher, uh, moments, um, and formula. So, and it has one of the best filming locations for a horror movie I've ever seen because of where it was actually filmed. Yeah being filmed on an actual haunted supposedly haunted uh old abandoned insane asylum is a pretty bold move um and the characters i cared about even the guy from cs miami who i hate oh, as an actor fuck yeah i hate that guy. but I, I i felt bad when he died like i was like damn dude you too uh, I did kind of grow to like him a little bit for a character yeah. i just hate him but yeah. that's you know whatever you learn a lot about their like backstories in that movie enough too. to you care, get, yeah. yeah. Especially because it's like your friend doing it that that sucks, you know. Um, but it does; it follows under that formula. It's more than likely someone you fucking know mm-hmm. who's doing this. It's always someone you know. The other another uh, foreign slasher, Inside. Oh, that's phenomenal. And fucking brutal. 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 Um, it's creepy, brutal. Um, it's not over the top, but it's uncomfortable. I mean, the kills are um, over the top. The kills are over the top. Bloody uh, shit. Bloody as shit. Um, one of the most creative motives that I've ever yes. seen. Um, very real. Yeah. Very, very real. Um, th- that could definitely drive someone to do something like that. And... And it's I, a, fe- a female. It's a killer, female. Which you don't see a lot. You don't. You know what I mean? What? What? Mrs. Voorhees and the girl in Urban Legend are like probably some of the only other ones that I've high tension. Like the, the, yeah. there's not many, and it's 
probably so like it's a different genre but you had martyrs you had inside you know um where some of the kidnapped was coming out around that same time it's probably my favorite of all of them yeah i i mean i do i have a soft side for high tension i still i still like high tension no no, well, no. But, and that's okay but, but i think as for far me as, uh i don't think martyrs is I love Martyrs. Martyrs is a phenomenal uh, movie for every other different reason possible. It is also scarier than any of the films we've named. The original is super creepy, freaked me out. Um, That was some very disturbing imagery and moments. But as far as especially with Slasher, like Inside was incredible. It was an incredible movie. Yeah, um, I just I love and it wasn't the... and it wasn't complicated story to follow no. either. Like, you know, um, it kind of and it, she doesn't uh, like let like you know how in other slasher movies they like let them get away and they're like oh, I'm gonna keep fucking with you. It's like dude, she's trying to kill this girl from the jump. Like right in the beginning, she's trying to kill her and do anything. Well, technically, she possibly can. technically she she wants to kill her, but she wants to make sure the baby comes. Well, right, out. she wants the baby. Right, you know and. One of the things that was really cool is just like it made sense once it was discovered, but I couldn't pinpoint. It never gave you a clue on why she was being attacked. No, not until, until the very end. Until the very end, when she recognized her, and, and she tells her like you, you, and your husband killed my baby in this car accident. Yeah, no. I'm coming for your baby. So like, I, I, I want to be deserve a mother. to give me yours because you killed mine. Yes. And that's the first thing, too, is, like, usually in movies of, like, revenge, um, they're killing everything. Like, you would have thought in her, you would have thought, I'm glad they didn't go too extreme, that she wanted to kill her and the baby because you took my baby. Right. No, I want to kill you, but that baby needs a mother. (laughs) And I want to be the mother because you took that from me. That has never been done. Mm -hmm. And that was very creative. Um, Again... You know, slashers have the ability of doing that. But and it's depraved, dude. She cuts her open on the... To get the baby out, she cuts her open. C-section on the steps. She almost had, like, a fucking Michael Myers supernatural strength for a woman and to go in and just lets her ham. fucking... Like, like, you are literally dying watching me take your baby. And that's the last thing you see. <laughs> like and the only she's thing, in that rocking chair. I wonder, chair I wonder her face if, like, as a character, as she was dying, her only thought may have been, "Well, at least I know you're going to take care of the baby because you're really passionate about this baby." <laughs> um, that's like the yeah, old what wow. She, what an incredible. She really cat. thought that. Oh, no, well, yeah, that. <laughs> at least you're passionate. <laughs> I know you're not going to let anything happen to the baby. You're willing to kill for the baby, literally and otherwise. But uh, no, it. It's a very good film. And again, you know, after seeing High Tension, you know, um, this was another movie that wanted me to understand French films, much mm-hmm. like, you know, the Italian with um, Argento. Argento. Yeah. Uh, like, it makes you want to dive into outside cultures and their their ways of looking at things. And like, you know, the French movement is like... It does it right because it has no, it doesn't have the same restrictions. No. It can go ham very quickly. And Inside is probably one of the most, if not most brutal movie they put out. Yeah. Of the, the French New Wave when they, that that whole like movement that was happening in the 2000s. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's probably, yeah, it's probably the most yeah, brutal. Yeah, between that those. and yeah. Martyrs, that was a fucking statement. Um Frontiers is also really good. Frontiers is a French movie. I don't know if I'd really consider it a slasher. It's kind of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. In the sense that it's like a family. Yeah. No, it it is. Um, It is for those reasons. Um, But I I know what you're saying. And that movie's fucking brutal too. It is. It is. Um, As we move along... Oh, I have the I Spit on Your Grave remake from 2010. Yeah, so um, I actually enjoy it. This might be controversial, man, because Last House on the Left is one of one of the best films for depicting rape. 
and brutality yeah. and everything, and, and the original being Wes Craven. Um, and Wes Craven is probably my... He's probably probably, probably favorite, my favorite director. director. Yeah, yeah, definitely horror. Um, I think that I Spit on Your Grave is just a little bit more brutal and more well done, and it's the exact opposite. Where like in the at least in the original Last House on the Left, she dies. Yeah, you know, and it's Both the family, right? Yeah. And the family has to is the one who avenges the situation. Yes. Um, this girl goes through the ringer. But gets the chance right to come back, and, and it's, a, it's a different kind of slasher because there's not like well it's like there's multiple villains and there's not like a killer by any means and like no. she's the one who oh does she's the killing the ki- you know she's what I mean? the killer but she is not the killer it's like yeah sure the killer in this movie and you're killing these people but they have it coming and deserve every bit right of it. exactly I'm rooting for you like that is the one movie where I'm one hundred percent rooting for the killer I'm like kill every last one of them because it's such a hard subject matter and dude uh, i mean it's a graphic film man like the the rape in that movie and the last house and left remake are brutal they're pretty awful they're they're pretty awful um but yeah i think it's uh one of the stronger newer it's just a it's a twist on like it's a flip on the concept you know what i mean it has a lot in common with a slasher but it's not like the stereotypical slasher. No, it's you not. Know? Um, it's not. And again, you know, it... How do you put this? Because it has such brutal subject matter, um, it does it in a way that, like, doesn't... Doesn't make me want to stop watching. Yeah. Like, I obviously am uncomfortable with what's happening. But the character development and her overcoming it, yeah, she's killing these people, but she's overcoming it and going through a personal journey all at the same time. And then I'm not as much of a fan of it, but as it goes into the other one, that's where it kind of turns into like she's just now a killer in that way. Um but the first one spent a lot of time where, like, she was justified in almost every reason in what she was doing. And you got to see her have to overcome. And it begged, it's real because it's like, I don't know what that's like. I've never experienced that, right? Like, I wouldn't, I, I can only fucking imagine. <laughs> right. And I'm pretty sure I would respond the same way if I had no consequences in front of me and i can get away with it even Um, with consequences no absolutely right um but like it's one of those like i most definitely would probably do the same thing you know what i mean um obviously being a film you know uh there's no consequences right um but you know it it makes you really wonder you know like what you would do in that situation and it's also the kills are not, they're over the top but they're not over top in a way where like it's too ridiculous it, it doesn't it doesn't try to because it's such a serious film it's not trying to go it's into a campy overly, direction it's not overly yeah. like gory it's not it's like not the going, amount of blood or whatever that's it's coming not going out is, yeah like just not like terrify or anything you know what yeah I mean? like, it, it's not going into the the to the campiness where it's like making this ridiculous like this is it's realistic it's realistic violence, violence. yeah, violence. yeah. Um, and then another movie that's actually kind of like I Spit on Your Grave, uh, it's called Revenge. I don't know if you've seen it. It came out in 2017. It's also, it's a French movie. I may have not. Um, about a girl who goes on a little, like, vacation with her boyfriend and, um, ends up getting raped by his friends, um, but he kind of like allows it to happen in a way and and then they realize that she's going to talk about this and not go quietly so they decide to attempt to kill her and leave her for dead she doesn't die and she comes back and kills them all brutally okay uh, and just the the way it's done is is awesome there's a lot of suspense in it uh you know you, it's similar in I spit on your grave where you you're rooting for this girl and you 100%, you yeah. know that they deserve this you absolutely know? 
Um, but the cinematography is, is great. The kills are exceptionally great. Um, so it's definitely worth a mention, definitely worth a watch if you haven't seen it. But Yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, I've, I've watched so much shit recently that if I have, it's not ringing a bell off the top of my head. Um, but as it's described, you know, like, yeah, I mean, you know, it's always, they're, they're important stories to tell, I will say. And it's good we have directors who are bold enough to talk about these things. And that was a woman actually directed. Revenge. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And and it, it's good that um, I am familiar with what you're talking about now that you mentioned that. But, I mean, it, it's good to have directors who are willing to tell these, these really tough stories. Um, and it's good that they're done in ways where the cinematography is capturing, uh, captivating, um, but also... You know, it's not over the top. It's like very relevant, very real. And it puts you, puts the characters in positions where they can overcome personal journeys um, and overcome personal obstacles, especially so brutal um, that they have to overcome and where you root for them. You want these people to die. You know what I mean? Like most slashers aren't done that way. And when you have the killer, you're rooting for them in that way. Um, there's a completely different dynamic of how a, a slasher yeah. movie typically goes. Absolutely, you know. So it's it's nice to see the the genre um, get flipped on its head, where it's like the final girl is the killer, and it's not high tension, where it's like she's a bad person. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah. something bad happened to you, and that is what yeah. is making you do this now. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. Well said. Well said. Uh, honorable mentions. Oh, we got to talk about Terrifier. Okay. Um, that is... <laughs> One and two. <laughs> Dude, Terrifier is so... That's the last over... one I'll bring. Yeah, yeah, no, look. It is so over the top. I fucking love it. Um, Arthur Clown is... It's different because it is more supernatural and is not... It's become, in the second one, it's become more supernatural. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, well, well, yeah, in Terrifier too, but, like, it was the first clown that freaked me out, right? Because in Terrifier's, like, his costume and his makeup, it's creepy. Um, it was, like, serious and wasn't, it was, wasn't the slasher angle at all. This was. This yes. was like a murder clown, stereotypical serial killer, Friday like the Thirteenth, yeah, t- like, st- Halloween style killer. But I mean, dude, like the most brutal killer who's ever been put on screen, hands down. Um, some of the most brutal kills, but it's over the top and funny. And he never, and he like, he's like, he's like I'm not freaked of, out by him. And I'm he, just laughing. You see like, his face. Wow. You can see his facial expressions. What's really cool is you can see his face, but he never speaks. It's interesting too, man. When I did some research, that like, so obviously as we're watching the films, right? Like it's fucking brutal and it's creepy. It it's creepy setup and and all that. And that's like, wow, that's <laughs> that's fucking nuts. Everyone has a great time with the actor. Like, he's the nicest guy yeah. in the world. Yeah, Like, he's so down I've to earth. I've watched so much behind-the-scenes yeah, stuff. Like dude, they have a ball on set. Dude, man. they love it. And actually, the girl in the first one who's fucking vertically sawed is from Philadelphia. So the blonde a, one? Yeah, 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 so there's a lot of people coming from the neighborhood, you know, my neighborhood and stuff. But it's also funny that, like, all of them are having this great time. You know, and that's really cool, especially from a, like seeing the production and everything. But the cinematography is really cool. It's also very grindhousey. Yeah, I love that. Again, you know, like it's supposed to be very eighties. It is, and 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 it's also supposed to be over the top. So like, I go Mm -hmm. in knowing this is going to be fucking ridiculous. Um, but the most brutal kill I've ever seen is the bedroom in in number two. Ever most brutal slasher kill. Ever. That's ever been done. Ever. Like, he... And we'll see. Well, and they're filming three right now. So I know. they might outdo and, it. And it's like, dude, he is fucking ripping this girl's arm, slashing her eyes, breaking every fucking bone. Every bone. Every limb, bone. Scalping, scalping her, her. Cuts her arm off. Fucking, fucking takes her... And then he follows it up with an off-screen... Salt, salt and bleach in it. Fucking <laughs> tortures her. And then you have the follow-up with the fucking mom who... 
uh, walks in and, and like, he's like playing you, with her. Dude, he, and yeah, she's still alive. She's st- like, you're looking at your child mangled. Like no face. Like anymore. no face, no or fucking bones. Like so ridiculous. Oh, I think like her innards are out and shit. Like so fucking <laughs> ridiculous. And then you don't see the mom get killed, but then you just, it's, it's, it's funny. It's funny. And it, I love that there's these little moments in the movies. Um, like right afterwards, he opens the door and gives, uh, you know, candy to kids out of the severed head to the, oh, the mom. mom. Yeah. And the kids are just like, oh, that's and the, really and the, good. And the, yeah, the parents are like, that's so real. That's so real. And that's cool special effects. And he's just like, like no it's a fucking severed head i just murdered this like family. No, your, your kids are getting real blood all over their head. all of it all of it um but yeah it's so campy it's it's so it it's fucking great it's probably um, my favorite like it's my favorite campy of like the new like of like where's the sure. slasher genre sure. right now like we're going back to like yeah how it all started yeah. and i love that and, like, and and Brooke, I'll speak for Brooke on this real quick. Like, she was saying, you know, that, like, Saul is, like, they're doing it to themselves. So, like, when people look at Saul, like, it, it, it gets very torture porny. It's very fucking disgusting and fucking nuts and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, Terrifier is, like, it's not being done to them. So... It's like they didn't ask for it. They're being murdered, so I can get behind it in from a different angle, and it's funny. It's hilarious, it's, and it, because it's so over the top, that's why it's funny. Oh, absolutely. And Damon, Le- the Damon Leo knows that the director he knows he knows that, that. you know uh, he knew what he was doing. Um, I know we've mentioned X. Um, I just want to comment on the originality of X. Um, you take all the tropes of horror, you make the characters inspiring porn stars, and then you get an old lady who becomes one of the most vicious killers on screen, murking these people. Yeah, some lady who's like 95. I just want to comment on how over the top and, and then she gets banned by her 100-year-old is. husband. Remember that? <laughs> I do. Um, the girl's under the bed. <laughs> But it definitely it definitely made me a goth the star she is. I'll watch her in any horror she wants to be in. I think that X is still the best in the trilogy up to this point. Uh, Maxine will be yeah. coming out soon. I but see. Pearl was a much more in-depth, stronger performance for, for sure. me a goth. Um, that would be the Oscar-worthy performance. Um, but it is cool that she played both characters in X... And those are really original concepts in both how it was filmed, how it was done, the, you know, like the the Doctor Doodle style. Well, it's of, just and, and like the way the, the way they're doing it is like, all right, well, chronologically, the first movie's in the middle, yes, and then the second movie's in the beginning, and the yeah. third movie's at the end. Yeah, so and I like that too. Like it's it's different, it's creative. Like it makes you have to go watch them. Yes, all. and and that's a good marketing strategy. Uh, strategy. Um, any other honorable mentions? Yeah, uh, real quick. Real quick. Uh, Peeping Tom. This came what? out the same year as Psycho, nineteen sixty. One of the first point of views of a serial. One, yeah, yep. If not the first one ever. If not the first one ever. Uh, a Bay of Blood is a Jallo by Mario Bava. So another Italian movie. Yep. Um, Intruder was a slasher from the eighties in a in a supermarket. Yep. Yep. That one's really good. That's bloody as fuck, too. It is. Maniac, which we spoke about. Yep. Um, Sleepaway Camp. Sleepaway Camp also had one of the more shocking endings. endings. Um, It was a very uncomfortable ending, to be honest with you, (laughs) for many reasons. And it's not because of the whole, like, you know, uh, sex sex change thing. Like, I have no issue with that. It's just the way it was filmed is just so fucking out there. And the face? It's so fucked. Yeah, like, like it it's like so a fucking fun. like rabid monkey or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's fucking, fucking nuts. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, slashers for this reason, like all the fucking movies we just talked about. Have you seen the Hatchet movies? I would say those two. Hatchet one and two, absolutely, is the closest. Victor Crowley, 
Dude, it's the closest fucking comparison to the Terrifier films before Terrifier. Yes, before Terrifier. Um, yes. But yeah, look, and that's the beauty, right, of slashers is that you have all these fucking movies. I mean, we've named probably 50-plus fucking movies, and there's still 50-plus more. Um, we are going to keep it to two episodes, you know what I mean? But I think we got a good understanding of, like, where movies came from, you know, uh, how movies were, like, how they've developed the creativity. Um Real quick, I'll even mention Seven is, like, one of the best psychological slasher-style films. Mm -hmm. And these are all movies that paint the wave of why we love horror. So, I've had a fantastic time. With that being said, this is Philly Pat, signing off. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.